Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. If you're a real estate investor or you want to be a real estate investor and you're looking for funding for your deals, regardless of what your mortgage, uh, hard money lender or your banker or any of those traditional sources would say, don't go anywhere because I'm getting ready to plug you in on the funding for your deals. I've got a special guest today. In fact, if you've been tuning into the show over the past year, you know I have amazing guests that come onto the show. But before I introduce my special guest today, and we are going to be talking a lot about private money today on the show, I want to go ahead and plug all of you all into the money in just a second. But first, I want to give everybody a special welcome, especially if you're brand new to the show. This is Jay Connor, <laughs> Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. And here we talk about all things real estate. We talk about single family houses. We talk about commercial. We talk about how to get funding for the deals, how to find deeply discounted deals, et cetera. And so anyway, as I promised a second ago, before we jump right into the show, I want to plug you into the funding for your deals. So I've got a free online on-demand class waiting for you to attend. It's called The Five Easy Steps on Getting the Money for Your Deals. The subtitle is How I Raised Over $2 Million in Less Than 90 Days When I Was Cut Off from the Banks. So here's the uh, website right here. We're going to put it up on the screen, www.jayconner.com dot com forward slash money podcast. That's J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R dot com forward slash money podcast. Jump right on over there uh, for the free online class after we finish the show. And I'll take you through the five steps on getting funding for your deals, regardless of your experience, your credit, or your verification of income. Well, today, as I just mentioned and alluded to a second ago, 
I've got a very, very special guest, a very, very good friend, a colleague, a fellow mastermind member that is just knocking it out of the park. He's not the guy that's a talking head. He and his wife are actually doing the business. And so let me tell you just a little bit about my special guest, and then I'll tell you who he is. So my special guest today right now has got over 1,000 apartment units, over 1,000 doors, and he just started not long ago on getting into commercial, and he's just busting it wide open. He is a best-selling author. The name of his book is Why the Rich Get Richer, The Secret to Cash-Flowing Apartments. You may have seen him at Harvard. He's been also uh, seen at NASDAQ speaking there. And he and his wife reside in Phoenix, Arizona. We're in a high-end mastermind together. And I tell you what, in fact, when I talk about a servant's heart, this guy has got it down. He's all about serving other people. And when I went to this high-end mastermind for the first time just a couple of years ago, this guy was mining Carol Joy's ambassador. He took us all around and got us introduced to all the movers and shakers there at the group. And I'm just so excited to have my good friend here on the show with me, Corey Peterson. Corey, <laughs> welcome to the show, man. Man, that's an introduction, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you so much. It was last year sometime or not too long ago. You had me on your podcast as well. And man, your your podcast is like I like knocking it out of the park as well, right? Yeah, man. It's, you know, everybody's looking for information and, and good people that, that, that actually know how to bring it. And uh, I, just much like you. And if you come from the heart, uh, that seems to make the kind of podcast grow. Absolutely. So we're going to be talking today about, uh, you know, uh, commercial apartments, how you can get into it without using your own money. We're going to be talking about private money. Of course, my audience knows that, you know, we talk a lot about private money here on the show. But I tell you, when I connected with you, uh, Corey, I mean, man, uh, you taught me some stuff about this world of private money. But before we jump into that, tell folks, uh, take a moment and tell folks your background and, and what it was that led you to get into real estate investing. Sure. You know, I started like everybody else, uh, probably in real estate that had a dream and a hope. Because I was a used car salesman turned, I guess, restaurant manager. I was a real catch. And, um, you know, something actually magical happened. It was almost 18 years ago. My mom was married to this man, and uh, his name was Bruce. And I call him Bruce Wayne. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't Batman, but he was absolutely loaded. And he had a house in Hawaii. And I, uh, me and Shelly, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife of 17 years, got invited to go to Hawaii, and lo and behold, Bruce has a house right on the beach. And nice. I remember waking up early in the morning, we walked that beach, watched the sun come up, and it was, it was just, it was inspirational. But what happened is, I looked back over at Bruce's house from across the cove, and I was like, what does this guy do? Because he had time and money. I mean, and you could tell no one had his finger on him. And so I finally asked him, and guess what he said he did? He said he did real estate and that he uh, owned apartment complexes. And so I left the island thinking he was the big kahuna. Right. And, uh, now, I wish it got better because Bruce was a prick. He was never going to teach me. But um, I read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, in 2004. And that book, all I could do when I was reading it, I thought about Bruce. Or Bruce and I, I connected the dots. And 
So in 2005, I started my own company called Kahuna Investments. I <laughs> wanted to be a big Kahuna just like Bruce was. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I really started off as a wholesaler because when I looked at myself, I'm like, what, what do I have? I didn't have any money. I barely had any credit. And, you know, but I had a lot of want to. And so I started off as a wholesaler. I'd go out and find guys that had uh, money and I'd go find them deals. And, you know, kind of what happened was, you know, so I was doing that. I started getting me in the game of real estate. You know, I wouldn't make a lot. I was making three or $4,000 per wholesaling transaction. Not like people do now, but back in 2009 and 10, that's kind of how it was. You know, you're doing finding deals on the MLS and, you know, short sales, things like that. But then something really major happened that changed my life. And that was, and, and Jay, as I'm going out and talking on these bigger stages and platforms, I've come to realize now that this one thing that I'm getting ready to share is what separates me being a multi-multi-millionaire versus the average investor that's hustling, grinding each and every day and every month, right? And that is private money. Yes. I raised my first piece of private money, Jay, and I did it by accident. Yeah, I want to hear the story, and so does the audience. Yeah, so here I was wholesaling, making $3,000 rips, but I was managing these guys as wholesales for them where they were making $25,000, right? And I was like, gosh, i got to figure out a way to, to flip the script so I can make that money. Right. And so I'm playing racquetball with this guy. His name's Carl. Now, my former background, I used to be a financial advisor, right? So I, I did graduate and got, I became a finance, and I learned everything about money. And this was one of my old clients, but he had no additional money. It was all tied up. So I was asking him for his help. And so we're playing racquetball after racquetball. He'd watch me kind of build a little track record wholesaling. And I just actually played racquetball with him today. He's 69 years old. Nice. Yep. And so, and he beat me one game. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I go to him. And so the thing about Carl, Carl lived in a retirement community. And I was like, man, Carl may not have any money, but surely he knows somebody that does. And so I was asking him as his friend, I'm like, hey, Carl, listen, you see what I'm doing? I'm wholesaling these deals and I'm making a $3,000 fee. My investors are making $25,000 rips. I want to flip the script. I could probably pay 12% and give like a note and deed of trust. And I was like, Carl, do you know anybody in that community? And so he's like, well, I'll see what I can do. Well, guess what? The next day, Carl calls me and he's like, hey, Corey, uh, do you still want to do that 12%? And in the back of my mind, I was like, man, Carl found somebody. He goes, Corey, hey, you don't know this. But my home's totally paid for. I can borrow money at 3%. You give it to me at 12. I can make a spread. How much money do you need? Now, that was a big question. So I, I drew up everything that I was. And I was like, okay, this is the moment, right? And I was like, Carl, I need $85,000. And he was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Where, where do you want me to send it? And just like that, man, my jaw hit the ground. I didn't know how to answer. So I was like, uh, uh, uh. But I raised my first piece of private money. And I'm going to tell you, Jay, I equated to like going into the telephone booth as Clark Kent. Yeah. Spun around that thing and I come out saying, I raised private money. Right. 
I think that was underdog, Corey. I think that was underdog. <laughs> That's awesome. But, you know, you and I've got something else in common. We got a lot in common. But you know, the very first private lender that I talked to, my approach was the same thing. I didn't ask this person for money. In fact, you and I have taught, said this in the past. I've never asked anybody for money. I've never asked anybody for money. I've told, I've asked them to spread the word and I've told people about my program, but I remember going to my first, well, I didn't know it was a potential private lender. The first person I told my program to, I told them that, uh, in fact, it was on a Bible study at church on a Wednesday night. I went up to him before church started and I said, hey, I got something confidential to talk to you about after we finish. Have you got a few minutes? Well. By the time we finished, he was biting at the bit an hour later, wanting to find out what all this confidential stuff was I wanted to talk about anyway. So when we got together, I just told him, I said, you know, you've been an entrepreneur all your life. You know a lot of people. You're plugged into every civic group in the community. You're big time into the Rotary Club. And I told him, I said, I've now opened up my real estate investing business by referral only. And when you run across somebody that's not happy with their returns, either in their CDs, or their stocks or whatever, would you refer them to me? And you know what, Corey? Immediately he said, well, what kind of returns have you got in mind? <laughs> Man, that is, so I always say that's my two rules. You never ask people for money. Nope. You only ask them who do they know. And, right. And the right people will always self-select. That's right. right? And, that's you know, right. So you fast forward this, like, so we'll get into the multifamily thing and how I transitioned. But like last year, we did $25 million in purchases in apartment complexes. And I raised $10 million doing nice. that same concept. It's never nice. changed. Love it. Love it. Now, I want to make a note because I want to I want to come back to the, uh, the that $10 million that you did last year. And really, what I want us to talk about in a moment is the structure of a, an apartment complex private money funded deal, say versus a more simpler single family, you know, deal. Yeah. But before we get into that, I'm making a note right here for us to talk about structuring a little bit. First, let's go back to single family houses. You know, you did wholesaling for years and then you got into commercial. And yes, I know you just told everybody about, you know, Bruce and he was big time into apartments. Did it take you a while before you really started focusing on the commercial? And did you do single family for a while? Or Yeah, I did. I did single. So 2009, even though I started my company in 2005, I mean, I did a couple of little things, but I really went full time in 2009. Okay. And I, was, I started off wholesaling, but once I learned private money, I was doing fix and flip. And, and here in Phoenix, Arizona, lots. And when the market crashed, it was like throw a dart to find a deal. Right. So I'm doing at this point, I started doing seven to eight. I mean, I got where because I, I learned once you but when I opened my eyes to private money, if you had a private money program, which I soon created. Right. Because I was like, man, who else is raising private money and how are they doing it? Right. You got to have a program. You know, this is how I do it. Right. right. And then you ask, and then you ask people just look at your program. Right. right. And poke some holes in it. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, if you don't understand it, no one else is. That's right. And, and so that's kind of how, and then I had a credibility kit that all I did was say before and after photos. Here's before, 
here's after it, here's what I sold it for. Here's what I bought it for, here's what I sold it for. I bought, you know, like four or five pages of that, right? And in the beginning, I was a wholesaler. I didn't use my deals. I used their deals because right. I, I, I was the one who found them. I just didn't have the money to fund them, right. right? So, but I still did all the work. So that's how I, I did it. But 2011, some 2010, something started to happen to change. It was getting harder for me to find single family fix and flip deals because I was only using the MLS doing bank owned and REO, you know, uh, short sales. Well, once that started to dry up, I started to get, because man, I now have about $3 million of money counting on Corey, right? And they want me to, I mean, they're like, hey, Corey, you know, make sure you keep my money working. And I was now in a dilemma. And honestly, Jade, this part of my life is where I started to not live my life that I had envisioned of sunsets and palm trees. I ended up being a workaholic where my son looks at me on Friday and says, Dad, are you going to be at my game? And I'm like, sure, you no problem, son, I'll be there. But, you know, that's Saturday, Saturday around three. But I was, I was like, man, I got three properties I got to look at that morning. So I woke up early. And long story short, man, is I missed my son's game. And he came off the field and saw me come at the very end. And he came up and he started crying. And he's like, Dad, you promised. And, I mean, uh, you know, picture a nine-year-old kid, eight-year-old kid, <laughs> you know, and just and right in your, in your shoulder, you know, and I got him in my chest. and. I felt like an, a horrible father. And I'm telling you, it broke me. It broke me something bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, kids are so forgiven. But inside, I'm like, why would I go and chase money at the expense of my family? That's not what I got into real estate for. That's right. So, and in that broken state, something magical again. God's always had his hand on me, I'm telling you. Yep. Because I dropped my son off. And because this is a, this is a, I'm, a, I'm downplaying it, but this was a big event in my life where Corey was at a crossroads and I'm driving and I'm crying, feeling like a, a, a failing father. I'm asking God to forgive me, right. For being to f- putting the wrong things first. And right. I finally come to a point where I actually forgive myself and mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm just driving around. I'm, I finally got a little calm to it. And I drove by this apartment complex and Jay, I'm telling you, I've driven by this apartment complex a million times. Right. But that day, at that moment, in my broken state of mind, in my humble state of mind, something happened that changed everything. Because I, I, I drove by it and I said, I used to say, I wish I could own an apartment complex. I wish. Right. That day, I said, how can I own an apartment complex? Well, the power of questions. And once I did that, my brain started working. And then I thought of my flashback back to Bruce living time and money. And, and I was like, that's it. That is the absolute way. I knew it. I knew it for a fact. And I drove, uh, you know, did a U-turn. I went to Barnes and Nobles. I bought some books on, on multifamily. I started, and within a year, I felt proficient at it. And in 2011, I bought my first apartment complex. Wow. I bought, I bought it for $3.2 million. I raised $1.4 million of private money. None of my money in the deal. And by the way, I just sold that property two years ago. For eight point eight million bucks, nice. <laughs> and so, uh, so I got into apartments because of a broken state of mind. But now that I've realized it, for me, it's about cash flow and creating what I call legacy wealth, right? And 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 a cash flow life, like living life intentionally, to where you have time to do the things you want to do for the things that are important. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, let me just go ahead and jump ahead with a question that just came to mind. You know, well, well let's go ahead and talk about it this way. Let's talk for a, for a few minutes about, and then we'll get into structuring the deal and finding the money, you know, for the deals. Yep. But, you know, you've done single family and you've done a lot of commercial. So in your, in your experience, Corey, what would you say are the benefits and advantages of commercial and apartments versus what you were doing with single family? Um, scaling for one scaling, right? So it's hard to buy a hundred houses in any geography. I mean, location wise, right. And they're going to be spread out everywhere, but it's very simple and very easy to do with an apartment complex. And I'll pay less for them that way. Right. So I've got one lawn to, to mow. I've got one property and I, and usually the way these things are built and structured and sold is that they already come with expenses that they the seller believes you're going to have, which is a property manager, staff, salaries to have full-time people at the property. And when you do that and you, you partner it together, now you can you don't have the uh, mess, I think, that a lot of people have with single-family homes, right? And then the last thing is taxes, right? So when you flip properties, sell properties, buy and sell, buy and sell, buy and sell, Listen, you're a trader, okay, with, an, with a D, E-R, right? But you, you do it long enough, you feel like a trader because we all felt, we all read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, we, and cash flow is what Robert talked about. And so true investors get depreciation, right? Because you keep things longer than just a quick turn, right? Now, with new laws right now, there's a called, a, you can do a, it's called a cost segregation study. And I bought three deals last year. We bought a $10 million deal last year that we got a $3 million year one tax write-off. That nice. And because I'm a real estate professional, I can take that towards all other earned income. Now, that's a game changer, my friend. Yeah. Your biggest partner is Uncle Sam, whether you know it or not. And if you can get him out of your back pocket, boy, that's, that's something neat. 